Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Baby It's Cold Outside There was a heavy sleet falling and the wind was whipping the treetops, but it was warm in front of the fire. I had worked most of the day but had finally given up, as the weather got worse. By the time I got home, the roads were icy and the traffic slow and careful. I fixed an early supper and opened a bottle of wine. With the kitchen cleaned up, I was relaxing in front of the fire when the lights went out. A few candles here and there solved that problem. I could go out and start the emergency generator but why bother, the fireplace kept my small house warm all by itself. A little later, I dozed off in my recliner. I woke up to someone banging on my front door. As I went to open it I called out, Hold your horses, I'll be right there. I opened the door to find an older woman dressed for a party, not freezing weather. She had on a light jacket but it was more a windbreaker than a true coat. Her dress ended a few inches above her knees and was whipping around in the wind. I was beginning to think no one was home, she said with chattering teeth. Please come inside and get warm, you look frozen. I was napping and the power is off. What happened? My car slid off the road and I can't get it out of the ditch, she said as she came in. I closed the door and told her, Come sit by the fire and warm up. Let me get the comforter off the couch. Thank you. I don't think I would have lasted much longer out there. Didn't the heater in your car work? I asked as I watched her rub her bare hands together and then hold them close to the fire. My mind noted her nice legs and fine ass as she bent at the waist. I'm such a dirty old man at times. Well, all of the time, actually. I handed her the comforter. As she wrapped it around her shoulders, she said, My car stalled when I slipped off the road and I couldn't get it started again. There was a lot of water in the ditch, and I'm afraid something got wet that shouldn't have. My shoes are soaked. Let me get you a towel and a pair of heavy socks. Cold wet feet are a sure way to get a cold, my grandmother always told me. Smart woman, your grandmother, the woman said as I left the room carrying one of the candles. When I returned, she had her shoes off and her pantyhose in her hand. Is there someplace I could hang these to dry? She asked shyly. I handed her the towel and the socks and took the pantyhose. I have just the place for them. My wife always dried hers by hanging them on the shower rod. It's been a long time, but I think I can remember how she used to hang them. Your wife doesn't wear pantyhose anymore. I doubt it. She passed away about ten years ago. She probably doesn't need them in heaven, I said as I headed back to the bathroom. Oh, I heard her say after a second or two. When I returned, she had folded the blanket up and removed her jacket. She had the socks on and was backed up to the fire. She wiggled her toes and smiled when she saw me looking at the socks. They were large on her, almost like short knee socks. What can I say? I have big feet. The dress was your basic little black number. Every woman has one and most look good in them. This lady was no exception. The square-cut neckline showed a good bit of cleavage, the waist was snug and trim, and the slightly flared skirt showed off her hips and legs. 
not bad at all. If you're hungry, I just finished supper and there are some leftovers. I told her. No, I'm fine, I ate before I left home. I had an idea that I should have stayed home but I wanted to meet my brother's fiancé. They are leaving for England shortly and this will be my one and only chance for a while. That's where I was headed when I ran off the road. Does he live close by? I have a four-wheel drive truck. I could take you there. She shook her head. No, he's another two hours south of here and I'd rather not impose on you any more than I have. There's no need for two people to be in the ditch on my account. It's no problem and you're welcome to stay here, if you'd rather. I have an extra bedroom and it will be easier to get your car unstuck in the daylight. The phone is over there, if you want to call your brother and let him know where you are. Thank you, I probably should do that. He'll worry if I don't. I went into the kitchen to give her a little space and privacy. I refilled my wine glass when I did. I filled a second glass for her. She was hanging the phone up when I returned. I held the glass out to her saying, Here, this will help warm you up. She looked at the glass and hesitated a second before she took it. I don't drink much, she told me with a shy smile. One glass won't hurt you. If it did, I'd have been dead a long time ago. I sat down in my chair and said, I'm Mike, Mike Reed. Betty, Betty Smith. I'm glad to meet you, Mr. Reed, and I sure appreciate your hospitality. It's Mike to my friends. Mr. Reed was my daddy, and he died a long while back. Betty smiled and sat down on the hearth with her back to the fire. You live kind of out in the middle of nowhere, don't you? This was the only house I'd seen for a while. North of me there ain't much, but there's a town about a mile or so on down the road. I told her. Is there a motel there? I hate to impose myself on anyone. Like I said, you aren't imposing. The company is appreciated and no, there's no motel in the town or the next one for that matter. Not many travelers stop around here. There's nothing to do or for them to see. I said softly. Betty sipped her wine and then sipped it again. This is very good. Blackberry, isn't it? Yes, I make it myself. It's got a little more kick than the store-bought stuff and a lot better taste. My grandmother taught me how to make it when I was just a little kid. The blackberries grow wild down in the creek bottom behind the house. It would be a shame to let them go to waste. She took another sip of the wine and then sighed softly. It does warm the insides. I nodded and took a sip of my own. They say it's good for the blood and digestion also. I said just to make conversation. It had been a while since I had entertained a woman and I was a little nervous and a lot rusty. Glancing up at the clock over the mantel, it was nearly ten. I shook my head. It can't be that late. Betty looked at her watch and nodded. I'm afraid it can be. I left home around five and expected to be in Houston before now. If I was home, I'd be in bed by now. It's well past my bedtime also. The conversation lagged and I stood up. I guess I should show you to your room. It's at the end of the hall. I don't have any of my wife's nightgowns left. My daughter confiscated them all, but I do have a rather large t-shirt. I have an overnight bag in the car. She started and then sighed. But it's much too late to try and retrieve it. No problem. Where are your keys? I said turning toward the front door and my coat. The t-shirt will be fine. Tomorrow is good enough to worry about my bag. 
My daughter uses that bedroom and bathroom so there's at least a hairbrush and I think there's a new toothbrush in the medicine cabinet. I told her as I turned toward my bedroom to get the t-shirt. I came back with a black t-shirt a minute or so later. I picked up a candle and turned toward the hallway. I can go turn on the generator if you want to shower, I said as she followed me down the hall. I'm good, she said as I stopped at the bedroom door and held the t-shirt out to her. She smiled and took it and then the candle. Thank you. You have been so kind. I nodded. I'll see you in the morning then. Good night, she said as she stepped inside the bedroom and looked around. There are extra blankets in the closet, I said, and good night. She stood and watched me as I went back down the hall to the living room. I awoke a little after daylight and took care of my morning business. Once I had the coffee pot ready and the fire in the fireplace built back up, I slipped on my coat and went out to start the emergency generator. When I came back in, Betty was sitting at the breakfast bar looking at me. Is that coffee I smell? Nodding, I took off my jacket. We also have water, heat, and electric. So a hot shower should be ready shortly. She smiled and nodded. Coffee first. Anyway, I thought the fireplace and candles were quite sexy last night. I chuckled and turned to the cabinet over the coffee pot and got out two mugs. I haven't worried about sexy in a long time, but I did like the little black dress you had on last night. As I filled the mugs, Betty got off the stool and came around the counter to stand next to me. I glanced around at her. She had on the black t-shirt that was huge on her and came down to mid-thigh. She had my long socks on her feet. I smiled and whispered, That outfit ain't bad either. She laughed and picked up one of the mugs. Sugar or milk? I asked. She shook her head. Black is fine. I stirred a teaspoon of sugar into mine. I need the bitter edge cut off the top. She nodded. My late husband was the same way. There's a foot of snow out there and everything is iced over. She shivered and then walked over to the drapes covering the patio doors at the back of the kitchen. She looked out and shivered again. It looks beautiful but I hate cold. The older I get, the more I like heat. She turned around and sighed. I slept like a log. I don't usually sleep well unless I'm in my own bed. A combination of the adrenaline wearing off from running in the ditch and probably a bit of the wine. It is so peaceful and quiet here, also. I nodded. So quiet you can hear your own heartbeat. I said softly. Betty smiled and then chuckled. I wondered what that was. I smiled at her as I walked around to take a seat on one of the stools at the breakfast bar. She smiled shyly back at me as she walked over and leaned on the end of the counter. I feel like one of those heroines in a romance story. I cocked my head to the side as I thought about that. A moment later I said, I'm no hero. I'm just an old guy with a warm house. Not to mention warm socks and a very large t-shirt. Big feet and a daughter that doesn't look at sizes when she shops. I replied with a grin. She laughed and nodded. I have a daughter like that. Why is your son going to England? I asked, remembering her comment from the night before. A job offer he couldn't refuse is how he explained it. I had one of those back in the day, but it was Australia. Betty sighed. I've never been out of this country. In fact, I've only been out of this state three times. 
There is some beautiful country out there and I've seen a lot of it but this is always home. My husband and I always talked about traveling and the places we would go. None of it ever happened for one reason or another. Kids, family, bills, health issues, more bills. The list was always endless. Yeah, life has a way of drowning dreams. I said with a sigh. Then with a shake of my head I stood up. Time for breakfast and a change in attitude. Betty chuckled. Breakfast has a way of changing a lot of things. I looked at her for a second before I grinned and asked, Are we talking breakfast, breakfast, or something else? A light blush came to her face under my question and stare. I'll, uh, never tell, she whispered with her eyes averted. I chuckled as I picked up my mug and started into the kitchen. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have teased you. After all, I don't know you that well. Betty sat her mug on the counter and stepped in front of me. The next thing I knew, she had her arms around my neck and was kissing the hell out of me. After a moment of shock, I sat my mug next to hers and returned the kiss. As our tongues dueled, I had the feeling I should have smoke coming out of my ears. My hands caressed her back from her shoulder blades to the swell at the top of her ass. From the feel of things, there was nothing but her under that t-shirt. By the time... She broke the kiss and laid her head against my chest. My manhood was a hard ridge in the front of my jeans. That hadn't happened in a while. Of course, it had been about the same amount of time since I had last had a kiss like this. With a shiver, Betty lifted her head and looked up at me. Ah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. She whispered a few seconds later. You won't hear any complaining out of me. I replied with a wink. It's been a while since I've shared a kiss like that. She shivered and laid her head against my chest again. A moment later, she nodded. Me too, she whispered and then let out a soft, giggly laugh. You kiss a whole lot better than I thought you would. I'm kind of out of practice, shall we say. She looked up at me quickly and groaned softly. If you're out of practice, I'm going to be in a world of trouble when you get some practice. With a chuckle, I said, I'll be a gentleman and take it easy on you. She shivered and laid her head against my chest again. That's one of the reasons for the kiss. You were such a gentleman last night. For a long while, I was worried about you making a pass at me and then. Well, then, I got a little annoyed that you hadn't. I chuckled and nodded. You sound just like my late wife after our first date. I didn't try to take her to bed that night and the next morning, she was all pissed off about it. One of those damned if you do and damned if you don't kind of things. Exactly, Betty said as she stepped back from me and picked up the two coffee mugs. She held one out toward me and grinned. Now about this breakfast you were talking about. Breakfast for us or breakfast for me? I asked with a grin as I teased her again. She frowned and replied. It had better be breakfast for both of us in both cases. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I lifted my eyebrows and winked at her. I like your way of think, but right now, I think bacon and eggs are in order. She smiled as she turned toward the counter. Don't forget the toast. I chuckled as I moved toward the icebox. Toast is always a gimme unless there are biscuits. I had opened the drapes next to the breakfast table before we started to eat. I had fried the bacon while Betty made the toast. The eggs only took a few minutes to scramble. She had refilled our coffee mugs and had them on the table by the time I dished up breakfast. 
Betty looked out the window at the blanket of snow and shivered. So clean-looking but so cold-looking also. We'll have to find you something warmer than that little black dress to wear when we go get your car. Can't we just call a wrecker to come get it? Why spend the money if you don't have to? I have a truck, a chain, and a nice shop to tow it to. I'll turn the heat up, dry it out, warm it up, and it should start with no problem. I told her. She nodded and smiled at me. If you say so. I know little to nothing about cars. I've worked on cars most of my life. Either my own cars or race cars that I owned. You raced cars? What kind and where? My husband raced dirt cars for a good number of years. I raced on dirt, on asphalt, even on road courses back in my younger days. I knew several smiths. Maybe I knew your husband. She gave me his name, but it didn't ring any bells. We talked about racing while we finished breakfast. After the kitchen was cleaned up, we headed for the spare bedroom. I dug out a set of my daughter's long johns, a flannel shirt, insulated coveralls, and a coat. In the pockets of the coat was a stocking cap and gloves. Next, I found a pair of boots. Betty grinned as she eyed the stack of clothes. Are we preparing for a polar expedition? That t-shirt would be colder than your little black dress, I pointed out. She shivered hard and whispered. I was so cold last night. You're warm now, so get dressed, I said as I turned toward the door. Thank you again, she said quickly. You're very welcome, I replied as I exited the room and shut the door. I was standing next to the front door as she came into the living room. She had everything on, including the gloves and stocking cap. I was dressed except for my gloves. I had changed my work boots out for a pair of rubber ones. Opening the front door, I said, One Arctic expedition, right this way. She chuckled as she headed for the door. We'll have to walk part of the way. My sled dogs are on vacation somewhere warm. She laughed as she passed me and went out the door. You make everything fun, don't you? It's always better to laugh than to cry. I replied as I followed her outside. Your grandmother? She asked as we walked through the snow toward the shop. Nope, that one is mine. It comes from lots and lots of experience. She nodded and sighed. I can see that. I cried a lot after my husband died. Been there, done that, I said as I opened the shop doors. My truck was parked inside. I took a moment to start the shop heater and then we got into the truck. I fired it up and backed out. I stopped and went to shut the shop door. As I got back in the truck I said, that will give it a head start on getting warm inside. The water in the ditch had a thin coating of ice on it. I waded in and hooked my chain under the front bumper. The leg of my pants got wet since I had to kneel down to get the chain in place. Even with the little car in park, my truck had no problem pulling it up onto drier ground. I had her get into the car and tried to start it. It turned over but grudgingly. Okay, leave the key on and put it in neutral. Have you ever been towed before? Not in a car, she said with a grin. Funny, I said with a wink and added. Without the motor running, the steering is going to be harder and the brakes are going to take more pressure. She nodded. The motor died on my husband's old truck way back when, so I know about that. The highway in front of my house is four lanes, with wide paved shoulders, 
and a paved median down the middle. We have plenty of room here, and I'll take it slow. First, I'm going to pull us forward until we are straight on the shoulder. Keep a light pressure on the brakes so the chain stays tight. I paused, and she nodded. When traffic is clear, I'll wave at you and then we'll make a turn across the whole highway to the other shoulder. After that, we go down to my driveway and make a turn in there. I'll drive past the shop and then wave for you to stop. She took a deep breath and said, That sounds easy enough. I smiled reassuringly at her and said, Piece of cake. Everything went as planned. After she stopped, I backed up and removed the chain from both vehicles. When I came back to her car, she was looking at it and then at the shop door. I chuckled and said, Now the real work begins. We push? She asked. We push, I confirmed. She groaned and started for the back of the car. I grinned and leaned inside to turn the wheels as far left as I could. The ground was level but the snow somewhat hindered us but it wasn't bad getting the car in front of the shop door. With it in place, I opened the shop doors and went inside. I returned with a cable with a chain on the end of it. I hooked the chain under the front end. You steer. Just keep it straight and I'll do the rest. She gave me a funny look and got into the car as I went back into the shop. I heard her laugh as I started to winch the car inside. You are prepared for everything. She called out with another laugh. I tried to be, I replied. When the car was inside, I stopped the winch and went to shut the shop doors. When I turned around, Betty was standing next to the car looking around at the shop. She saw me looking at her and grinned. This looks a whole lot like my husband's race car shop but cleaner and neater. I have more time these days to clean and keep things organized. I still work on a few race cars for friends but mostly I do welding and repairs on farm tractors and equipment. She nodded and turned around to pop the hood latch inside the car. I found myself smiling as I looked at her bent over in the insulated coveralls and jacket. Both were big on her. I took the air cleaner off the engine. There wasn't any water inside. There was mud and water on the distributor and the electrical wires and stuff on the firewall. I used high-pressure air and rags to clean everything up. I had her try and start it but it turned over grudgingly. Let's give it time to thaw out more. The cold probably has the oil thick. I said as I pulled the dipstick and felt of the oil. It felt thick and sticky. Who changes your oil? I asked as I plugged the dipstick back in. An old friend of my husband's from his racing days, she replied as she got out of the car. Is there a problem? From the feel of the oil, I'd say he was using a single-weight oil. These newer engines like a multi-weight oil. Not really a problem, but... She sighed as she closed the car door. I'm too trusting at times. I grinned and said, Says the lady in a strange shop with a complete stranger. With a chuckle, Betty shook her head. This shop feels like home and you're not nearly as strange as you may think you are. With a frown, I replied. There goes my dirty old man reputation. She laughed and said, I think it is time for more coffee while we wait on things to warm up. We're still talking about the car, right? Back in the house, I took her coat and hung it up in the front hall alongside my own. We left our boots by the door. She poured up two mugs of coffee and stirred in a teaspoon of sugar in mine. 
She passed me my mug and moved around to sit down at the counter. I stood in the kitchen, leaning against the counter, and looking at her over the rim of my mug as I sipped the coffee. She was sitting on the stool doing the same at me. I chuckled and shook my head as I reached up and pulled the zipper at the top of my overalls down. It was warm in the house. Betty looked at the open front of my overalls and frowned. I looked down at the t-shirt showing and then gave her a questioning look. She shivered and whispered. I took my t-shirt off. Ah. I reached across and pulled on the zipper at the top of her overalls. Her eyes never left mine as I pulled the zipper down about four inches. When I moved my hand away, she looked down and then looked at my face again. Her hand came up and pulled the zipper down another couple of inches. Now it was between her breasts. Cooler and not showing any more than the dress last night, I said. Her hand came up to play with the zipper. Any more and it won't be cooler, she whispered. An exhibitionist or do you just like to tease? I asked. She chuckled and said, I didn't have a bra or panties under that dress last night or under the t-shirt earlier, so you might say the answer to that is both. My wife used to love to flash accidentally on purpose. I usually don't have the nerve to do it when I let myself think about it. Ah, I said as I reached over and pulled the zipper down another couple of inches. Betty didn't look down but she shivered and worked her shoulders back and forth. Cooler in one way and much hotter in another, she whispered a moment later. As she moved her shoulders, the material at the front of the overalls opened and closed just a little. My eyes watched the strip of bare skin appear and disappear. Sexy, I said as my eyes came back up to her face. Sexy is not a word I apply to myself at this age, she whispered softly. Sexy, like beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, I said with a wink. And your glasses are where? She asked with a grin. I'm nearsighted, so, I said as I downed the last of my coffee. She chuckled and sat hers aside. Want a refill? She asked as she started to slide off the stool. My eyes went to the front of her coveralls where they gaped open for a moment. I'm coffeed out to tell the truth. I replied as my eyes returned to her face. She had caught the movement of my eyes. With a shiver, she climbed back up on the stool. The coveralls gaped open again, only wider this time. Very well done, I said as my eyes once again came back up to her face. With another shiver, she blushed slightly and made a soft whimpering sound. I, uh, I didn't mean to do that. I had forgotten that you pulled the zipper down even lower. I chuckled and sighed deeply. I'm not complaining one bit. It brought back old memories. Good memories at that. She had a shy smile on her face as she placed the palms of her hands on the countertop and slid they apart as she sat up straighter. The front of the coveralls opened wider as she did. Her chest came forward as she pushed her shoulders back. The opening grew wider yet. A very beautiful tease, I said as I ran my eyes up and down the bare skin showing. Betty made a half-giggling laughing sound and blushed. I could warm the engine oil up all by myself, she whispered. You are talking about the car engine, right? I asked with a wink. She groaned softly and nodded her head. I chuckled and said, I think you need to pull that zipper up before we both get in trouble. She gave me a funny look as a big smile crossed her lips. She slid her hands forward until her forearms were on the countertop. 
The opening down between her breasts grew a little wider. A moment later, she arched her back and pulled her shoulders back. I haven't been in trouble in such a long time. She whispered as the smile came back to her face. Just to see what she would do, I reached across and ran a fingertip up and down in the opening, just barely brushing her warm skin. She made a whimpering sound and shivered hard. I moved my hand back and picked up my mug. Maybe I do need more coffee. Betty made the giggly laughing sound again and whispered. Chicken. I made chicken sounds as I went to get the coffee pot. I returned to refill her mug and then mine. I returned the pot to the machine and turned it off. As I stirred my sugar into my cup I said, That zipper seems to have a mind of its own. I have no idea what you are talking about. She said but she blushed when I turned around and looked at the zipper. It was several inches lower than it had been. Uh Uh-huh, I replied as I walked over to the counter and grinned at her. A couple more inches and it will be open to your waist. I do like to tease, she said as she moved her right hand to the bottom of the opening and slipped it under the cloth. I could move my hand down and tease myself or I could move my hand up and do the same, she whispered a moment later. That would be teasing us in either direction, I said as I raised my coffee mug. As I took a sip, she raised her mug and did the same. As she lowered the mug, she sat up straight and shivered hard. I'm as warm as buttery toast. And twice as slippery, I added with a wink. She groaned softly and sat her mug down. For sure, for sure, she whispered a moment later, as she moved her right hand up and down under the edge of the coveralls. As she stopped her hand at the bottom of the opening, she shivered hard. I grinned and asked, What flavor is that butter? She groaned softly as she pulled her hand out of the overalls and laid it on the countertop. I, she stammered quickly. Sorry, I shouldn't have asked that, I said softly. She blushed as she whispered. It's kind of spicy for butter. I chuckled and nodded. Kind of like the owner. I'm, uh, being, uh, she whispered and then shivered again. I guess the word I want is naughty. Nope, you're just having a little fun with me. I told her. Not just you, she said as she picked up her mug. Since we both seem to be enjoying it, I guess all is good. It has been a long time since I've done anything even close to this. I nodded. I understand. She smiled shyly and whispered. I'm not sure I do, but... Buts are one of my favorite things, I said with a wink. With a deep groan, Betty shivered hard and nodded. Mine also. Interesting. I whispered and then down the last of my coffee. Okay, zip it up. The car should be warm by now. I know I am. Betty whispered under her breath. With the help of my battery charger and a short shot of warm gas in the carburetor, the car fired off on the second try. It ran rough for a minute or so and then smoothed out. As I pulled the clips for the battery charger off, I said, Maybe you still have time to make it to your brother's place before he leaves. Betty shook her head as she got out of the car. They are packing for the airport by now. They're leaving early tomorrow morning. Sorry to hear that, but you do have a way to get home at least. I said as I turned around from putting the battery charger on the shelf. Uh, are you trying to get rid of me? Betty asked with her head cocked to the side. No, no, I'm just pointing out the obvious, I replied. How long should we leave the car running? 
she asked to change the subject. Not long, unless I opened a shop door. CO2 and all that. Betty reached in the car and shut off the key. The motor stopped. She turned the key again and the car started right up. She turned it back off and grinned at me. As good as new. I grinned back at her and said, As good as it was. I'm no miracle worker. She chuckled and opened the back door on her car. She reached in and pulled out an overnight bag and a computer case. She used her hip to bump the door closed. With all the snow and ice, I was hoping to impose on you for a while yet. As long as you like. I replied as I went over and took the overnight bag from her and closed the front door. Be careful what you wish for, she said with a wink. I grinned and replied. Are you talking to me or yourself? Yes, she said with a soft laugh. Back in the house, our boots were by the door and our coats were hung up next to it. I went to my room to change and Betty went to hers. I was in the kitchen trying to decide if I needed more coffee when she came into the living room. I did a double take. She had on a pair of red shorts and a white tank top. I could see the dark shadows of her areolas and her nipples made little tents in the soft cloth. A pair of her own socks were on her feet. Your normal way of dressing? I asked with raised eyebrows. Pretty much, she replied and then added with a blush. Except when it is hot summer and then I would be naked. I nodded. Sounds about like me. My husband and I were nudists around each other. My wife and I were nudists in our younger days. There is a nude resort not too far from here that we used to go to for camping and then there was the nude beach down on the coast. Betty shivered. We discussed going to a place like that but I never had the nerve to get naked around other people. I have a nice sun deck out back that is pretty private. With a laugh, Betty said, Not on your life. I'd freeze my ass off. I laughed and nodded. I meant later on when summer gets back. She moved over and sat down by the fire. It was down to all coals. So what do you do during the winter? Not much. I deer hunt but usually get a deer early. After that, I sit and watch the world outside or tinker around in the shop. I also own a small machine shop in town but a good friend runs it for the most part. Betty looked around and said, I don't see a TV. Those things will rot your brain. My computer is in the cabinet over there and yes, I have Wi-Fi. Betty chuckled. So you recognize the laptop case? I walked into the living room and picked up a chunk of wood from a stack at the end of the hearth. I carried one everywhere until I retired. I said, My old laptop is in the bedroom under the bed. I wonder what kind of stories it could tell. She said with a mischievous smile. I placed a log on the grate above the coals. I'm afraid my work reports, schedules, and payroll paperwork would probably be very boring. I replied. No sexy chats with young ladies all across the state. Sorry, nothing like that, unless you count some flirting with an office secretary or two. How about on your laptop? Anything sexy or maybe some risque pictures or videos? She laughed and sighed. Nope, no pictures or movies. Not of me anyway. As for sexy, that might be in the eyes of the reader. Reader as in you write? I asked as I placed a second smaller chunk of wood in front of the first. She nodded and replied, Yes, I do, but you aren't reading any of it. I'd die of embarrassment. 
I did a double take and grinned. You write porn. Uh, I like to call it erotica. It sounds better. Not that I normally mention it to anyone. Those old bodice ripping women's novels from way back when were erotica. Today, the internet is full of plain old porn, I said with a wink. She grinned and said, Those old bodice ripper stories are still being written and sell pretty well, believe me. I shook my head. My oldest sister used to read those things way back when. I skimmed a couple of them and wasn't impressed. I hadn't thought about it since then. The newer ones are more graphic, shall we say. You have to keep it on the romance side, but... She said and then paused and thought. It's kind of like the old movies where the good parts cut to black and now you get to see some of it. The new romances are very similar. With a nod, I said. Yeah, men are wired visual and women are more mental where stuff like that is concerned. She gave me a funny look and then smiled. You're smarter than you look. Hey, now! I protested and she laughed. I shook my head, used the fireplace shovel to scoop up some of the coals, and sprinkled them in the crease between the two chunks of wood. A moment later she said, Most men don't even try to figure out the differences between themselves and women. I was married to a woman who intrigued me for the whole time I was with her. She didn't do things the way I do them but her ways worked better most of the time. Her mind worked differently and showed me things that I'd never thought about. That says a lot about the both of you, Betty said with a sigh. My husband seldom noticed anything I did. Just to get him to notice a new hairstyle, I probably would have had to shave my head. With a chuckle, I asked. Did he notice when you shaved other things? I, uh, she said and then grinned. He did the first time I shaved down there. It shocked the shit out of him. Seeing my wife's shave didn't shock me since I was the one who shaved it. Betty laughed. My husband with a razor was a danger to himself so there was no way he was getting close to me. I looked at Betty and cocked my head to the side as I asked the question. What happened to your shy side? With a light blush, she whispered. Rider mode. Louder, she said. We were talking about riding and then you switched subjects. I stayed in rider's mode. In rider's mode, you sounded like my wife all the time. No topic was taboo. What, what about shock factors? She asked. I laughed and shook my head. That only happened once. She turned on the light switch in the shop while I was wiring in a new light. She looked at me almost in disbelief and shook her head. I could shock my husband by mentioning my period. He always closed the door when he went to the bathroom. I said and she nodded. With a grin, I added, Blame it on his mother. Betty returned the grin and said, I did. She was one of the most controlling people I ever met. I continued to grin as I said, Now that we have that settled, you are going to show me your porn, uh, erotica. Betty laughed. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. There's nothing to show on my work laptop. I protested. Her eyes narrowed and she asked, How about on your desktop in the cabinet? Now that is a whole other story, I said with a fake shiver. Aha, now we're getting somewhere. Uh, if you don't have pictures of yourself on your laptop, who is on there? I asked as the thought crossed my mind. Inspiration, she said quickly. Ah, the same thing is on mine, especially the pictures of me and my wife. I used to love taking pictures and so did she. Betty groaned softly.
My husband never took pictures. I took pictures of the kids and our vacations. Birthday parties and such. How about now? I asked. She shook her head. I don't even own a camera anymore. Your laptop should have one unless it is ancient. I told her. It does and I use it to video chat with my daughter. She said and then frowned. I haven't even taken my own picture. I nodded. Who would you give it to? I asked. Before she could reply, I added. I'm the same way. I video chat with my daughter and a couple of old friends, but not very often. Betty turned her head and looked at the flames flickering along the edges of the two pieces of wood in the fireplace. She smiled and said, You did that so easily. Practice, lots of practice. I replied with a grin as I walked over to the cabinet with my computer in it. I opened the doors and flipped a shelf up. I pulled an office chair around in front and sat down. Betty grinned and stood up. I'll get my laptop, she said as she headed for the spare room. When she returned, I had a TV tray set up with a dining room chair in front of it. It was next to me where the office chair went when I wasn't using it. There is a plug on the wall next to the cabinet. I told her. My computer was up and running. She looked at my screen and said, That is a nice picture. Where did you get it? The picture showed a nice buck and two does. I took it from my dear stand back before the season started this year. She opened her computer case and got her laptop out. As she placed it on the TV tray, she asked, Is the buck in the freezer? I looked at her and shrugged. There is one in the freezer, but I'm not sure if it is the same one. She squatted down and plugged the power supply in. As she attached it to her laptop, she sighed. I've never eaten deer meat. It's very much like beef but without the fat. I said as she started up her laptop. I always heard it was tough. She said. Only if you cook it too fast or over a fire that is too hot. I replied. Her desktop background came up to show a small dog and a cat laying side by side with their heads on their paws. They both had their eyes closed. That's an interesting pair sleeping side by side. I said. Betty chuckled. I think they just have their eyes closed so they can't see what I'm typing. I clicked on a shortcut and a folder marked personal photos came up. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. With a shiver, she clicked on a shortcut and a folder marked my writing came up. Then she clicked on another shortcut and a folder marked inspiration came up. Which should I start with? I clicked on the folder on the screen and it divided into five more marked me, my wife, us, friends and family, and porn. She clicked on inspiration and four new folders appeared. Male, female, both, and other. I guess we start here, she said with a grin. Other? I asked. Friends and family? She asked in return. The friends and family are dressed but there is another folder there where some of them are not. I said as I clicked on the folder. She leaned forward and sideways as she looked at the thumbnails on my screen. An interesting group, she said. Some were singles and some were couples. I have a bunch more but these are ones that are attached to memories from the old days, I said as I clicked on one. A young woman came up standing by my fireplace. That is my daughter. She is the spitting image of her mother and twice as feisty. A very beautiful young lady, Betty said and then sighed. I don't have a picture of my daughter on here. 
You should have her send you some. I said as I reached over and patted her arm. She nodded and grinned as I did. She clicked on the folder marked other. A dozen or so thumbnails came up. I leaned sideways to have a look. I did a half double take as breasts and dicks on the same persons came into focus. Transgender, I said softly. That doesn't shock you? Betty asked. I shrugged. I've seen them before. We even had one that used to camp in the same area we did at the nudist resort. You are more worldly than I thought, she said as she clicked on one of the thumbnails. A muscular guy was standing next to a less muscular woman who had nice breasts and a dick as big as his. A nice-looking couple and I can see where they would be inspiration for a story. Betty chuckled. A half-dozen stories, actually. She closed the picture and the folder. I clicked on the folder named My Wife, and it opened to show a screen full of thumbnails. Betty leaned closer and sideways. With a soft groan she whispered, Your daughter does look like her. Pick one, I said and she leaned even closer. A moment later she groaned again. Click on the first one and then put it on slideshow. She whispered as she stood up and moved over to sit on my right thigh facing the screen. I did as she asked, and she made a whimpering sound as a picture of my wife in all her glory came up. She was lying on a lounge chair next to a pool. Her feet were on the flagstone, her knees wide apart. The next picture showed her about the same way on a lounge chair on a sun deck. Your backyard? Mary asked. She loved it out there. The woods on three sides and the house between her and a major highway with all the traffic. I replied. Betty made a whimper sound and sat back. I've never been outside naked. She whispered. Come summer, I have the perfect cure for that. With a shiver, Betty leaned back forward. The picture up now showed my wife from the back walking naked down a trail in the woods. So many ideas for stories. She whispered. None for real life? I asked with a grin. Oh hell yes, she said and then groaned. That trail is still there. It leads down to my dear stand. I told her. She made the whimpering sound again. As another picture came up. It showed my wife climbing a ladder up to the deer stand. You and her naked in the deer stand? She asked quickly. Oh yeah. I replied. If that thing could talk, I'd have to shoot it. She groaned deeply and leaned back against me. If you only knew where my writer's mind was going right now. I know exactly, in vivid detail, since I was there in real life. She looked at me and then she laid a kiss on me even better than the one in the kitchen. One arm was on my shoulder and her hand on the other side was on my chest. I had one hand on her back and the other was on her shoulder. With a deep groan, she broke the kiss and sat back quickly. My hand that had been on her shoulder was now on her left breast. Out of reflex, I gave it a squeeze. She gasped loudly and I jerked my hand away. Uh, sorry about that, I said quickly. She grinned and grabbed my hand. I'm not, she said as she pulled my hand back over and placed it on her breast. She had one hand on my wrist and the other one covered my hand. When I gave her breast another squeeze, she moaned softly and said, Do you know how long it has been since any hand besides my own has squeezed my breast? I, uh, hope that is a rhetorical question. I'm terrible with tests, I said jokingly. Betty chuckled. 
I had a mammogram earlier in the year and that damned machine hurts. I squeezed her breast again. I'll try to be gentler that the machine. I whispered. She made a soft whimpering sound as she pulled my hand away from her breast and turned to look at the screen. She groaned at the picture on display. My wife was on her knees with them spread wide, her ass and sex pointed right at the camera. She was looking at the camera from around her knee with a big grin on her face. I, I think I missed something, Betty whispered. Nope, it's all showing in all its glory, I said softly. My writer's mind is into pure porn at the present, she whispered. So were we a few seconds after that picture was taken. Betty groaned long and loud. Face first, she whispered. Exactly, I replied with a deep sigh. Betty moaned softly as she reached up and hit the escape key. The screen went to thumbnails. She laid her elbows on the edge of the desk and her head was between her hands. I've been using the wrong inspiration, she whispered a few moments later. We are still talking pictures, right? I asked as I reached out and rubbed her back. I write erotica, not porn, she said and then added. But, the but can be very erotic, I said jokingly. She sat up slowly and looked at me over her shoulder. What if I said, show me? I ran my hand and arm around her waist as I leaned forward. With the mouse in hand, I closed that folder and opened the one marked, me. As the thumbnails came up, I clicked on one. It showed me leaning back in an office chair wearing a t-shirt and a pair of shorts. The left leg of the shorts was pulled up and my dick and balls were out in the open. My dick was hard and pointing up toward the top of the shorts. Betty groaned deeply as she sat up straight. I clicked to the next picture, and she groaned even louder. This picture showed me laid out on a lounge chair on the sun deck. I was completely nude. My dick was hard and laying against my lower belly. You, you have a good body, Betty whispered. Thank you, I said and then asked. Has anything like the size of my dick ever been anywhere near your ass? With a deep groan, Betty's hips gave a jerk and then another. I slipped my arms around her and pulled her back against me as she came long and hard. Betty gave a long hard shivering shake as she took a deep breath. She let it out slowly inside. I, I haven't had an orgasm that strong in years, she whispered. Have you ever had one without touching yourself or someone else? I asked. She shook her head. Never, she whispered. What set you off? I asked softly as I moved my right hand up to cover her right breast. She made a soft whimpering sound as I gave her breast a squeeze. I, uh, I, she whispered and then groaned. My ass is my biggest secret. My husband didn't even know about it. What about your ass? I asked as I brought my other hand up to cover and squeeze her left breast. It seems like it is more sensitive than my vagina at times. When you were young, you used to stick a finger or other things in you ass when you masturbated. Betty made a soft moaning sound and nodded. Even now I still do. Why not tell your husband? I asked. He closed the bathroom door when he went to the bathroom. How do you think he would react to me saying things about my ass? I can see that. I said and then squeezed both her breasts. So a tongue against your asshole would put you in orbit? Betty gasped loudly and shivered hard as her hips flexed up and down several times. A tongue on my sex anywhere would probably do the same thing. 
she whispered breathily. Never? I asked in disbelief. She moaned and shook her head. I've heard about it. I've read about it, but... I chuckled and asked. Have you ever been tied to a bed? What? Betty said sharply and sat up to turn and look at me. I grinned and replied. Only to keep you from knocking a hole in the roof when you head for orbit. Betty returned my grin and turned to lean back against me. She chuckled and looked around. Where are those hands? I don't want my breasts to get cold. They felt pretty warm to me. I said as I brought my hands around and covered her breasts. She made a whimpering sound as she reached up and got a grip on the bottom of the tank top she had on. When she pulled upward with it, I lifted my hands enough for the thin material to slide up and over her breasts. When my hands came down to cover her bare breasts, she groaned loudly. They feel even warmer this way, I said as I massaged her breasts. Her hands came up to cover mine. Do you have any rope? She asked with a deep shiver. No, but I do have some straps my wife loved from time to time. Betty groaned deeply. I've never been tied up or down, whichever the case might be. My wife loved to relinquish all control sometimes, I said. Betty shivered. I don't feel like I've ever had any control at any time. You don't work? Never. I went from my parents' house to my husband's house. I raised my daughter and took care of the house. He took care of everything else. When he died, I found out about life insurance, 401k plans, and some stocks and bonds. The bank where we had our accounts took it from there. She took a deep breath and let it out slowly. The house is paid for, my car is paid for. I sold his truck and added that to what I had. I make enough off that money to pay the insurance, the taxes, and whatever else I need. What about your riding? She chuckled. That started out as a way to get silly stories out of my head and to kill time. A friend of mine sent a couple of them to a friend of hers that works for a publishing house. Now I write them and they pay me. Extra money is always good. I sighed and said, It seems like you have a pretty full life. Maybe flying into orbit isn't needed. Betty sat up and turned to look at me again. Are you backing out on giving me flying lessons? My eyes went to her full breasts and the hard fingertip-sized nipple capping each one. I licked my lips and then looked up into her eyes. I've had a few girlfriends over the years since my wife died. None have complained about the flying lessons, believe me. Betty cocked her head to the side and asked, Then what's the problem? Where are they? None seemed to take to the country, shall we say. They all stayed in the city, and you live in the city. I can't exactly sunbath nude on your sundeck or take walks naked in the woods if I'm in the city. Well shit, there is where I went wrong. I didn't get any of them naked outside. I said with a grin. You haven't got me naked outside yet, except in my mind. Betty said as she stood up. Ah, you'd freeze those beautiful nipples off if we go outside now. I said as I stood up. Her hands came up and rubbed the ends of her breasts. You sure have them hard. She whispered. I took one of her hands and pulled it down to the front of my levees. When I placed it on the bulge in the front, she groaned softly as her hand moved over the material. Yeah, hard. She whispered as she turned her head and looked at the computer screen. I chuckled and took her other hand. Come with me. I think you've seen enough porn. But, 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 
she said as I pulled her away from the computer. We went across the living room, across the kitchen, and down a short hallway to my bedroom. The room is large with a four-poster bed with a canopy to the left, a sofa, two chairs, and a coffee table to the right. A large arch window dominates the front wall. The drapes are pulled back and the highway in front of the house is clearly visible. Betty quickly steps behind me as a semi-truck goes by. Uh, maybe you should pull the drapes. I chuckled and asked. Why? We can see out but there is a reflective film on the outside that doesn't let them see in. That is, unless it is night time and you have the main lights on in here. With a soft groan, Betty stepped out from behind me. I took her hand and led her over to the window. I stepped behind her and took her hands in mine. I raised her hands and placed them on the brick frame around the top half of the window and held them there as a car flew by on the highway. Betty gasped loudly and tried to move her hands, but I held them in place. She gasped again as another car flew past, but she didn't struggle as much. When a large semi went slowly past from the other direction, she pushed out her chest and groaned deeply. I chuckled as I let go of her hands. She didn't move them as another car went by. Experience can be much better than porn, I've found. I said as I reached around and squeezed her breasts. She took a deep shuddery breath and nodded as another truck went by. If if I knew you were lying about the film outside, I'd be coming my brains out at this very moment. She whispered softly. All the windows on the front of the house have the film but none of the ones on the back do. I pointed out. She groaned softly and shivered hard. I chuckled and said, Wait until you see the garden tub and shower in the master bath. Show me, she said softly. I squatted down and pulled her shorts down around her ankles. As I did, another truck went by. She made a loud moaning, groaning sound as her hips flexed back and forth slowly. A moment later, she took her foot out of the shorts and moved it sideways. The other foot moved the opposite direction. Now she was spread-eagled in front of the window. I tossed the shorts in the chair in the corner. Her hips continued to rock slowly as cars and trucks passed in front of her. She groaned deeply and straightened up. Show me the bathroom before I do go boom big time. I took her hand and led her around the bed and through a door in the corner. There was a large glassed and shower straight in front of us with a large arched window in the back of it. There was a large walk-in closet next to it, and beyond that, there was a large garden tub with a window behind it. Talk about getting clean and dirty both at the same time, Betty whispered with a shiver. She looked behind her to find a double vanity and sinks with a large mirror running the length of the counter. There was a small commode closet at the end of the room but no door. She took a deep breath and let it out slowly. She made a giggly sound and whispered, I think I've found my dream bathroom. My wife thought the same thing but not the girlfriend's so much. I said. She turned around slowly to look at the room. I think my romance writing is going to be a whole lot more pornographic if I stay around here too long. Is that a bad thing? I asked with a grin. Uh, only my editor can say one way or the other. Betty whispered softly. How kinky is she or is it he? I asked. It's a she and I'm not sure exactly but. She has left some stuff in that I didn't figure she would go for. Lesbian stuff? I asked. Betty looked at me sharply. Uh, something like that. A fantasy of yours? 
I asked her with a wink. Uh, something like that. She replied in a soft whisper. My wife had that fantasy. I told her with a chuckle. Did she, uh... Betty started to say and then let the sentence die as she saw the grin on my face. As long as I could at least watch. I replied with a wink. Betty groaned softly as her hands came up to squeeze her breasts before she pinched and rolled her nipples back and forth. There is a whole list of fantasies in there somewhere. She whispered. I took her hand and led her back into the bedroom. I stopped beside the bed and indicated for her to get on it. She shivered and asked, Uh, how about the rope or straps? Lay back and look up. I said with a wink. He sat down on the side of the bed and laid back. As her eyes focused on the mirrors in the top of the canopy frame, she groaned long and loud. Her eyes dropped to me and then jumped back to the mirrors. Looking back at me, she whispered, I used a mirrored canopy in a story once, but... Roll over and get up on your knees the way my wife was in that picture. Betty's eyes went wide and she stammered. I Consider it research. I said as I started to take off my t-shirt. Betty groaned as she scooted sideways on the bed and turned so her head was toward the headboard. She spread her arms and legs wide as she watched herself in the mirrors. So much more than I imagined. She whispered a moment later. She looked my way and groaned as she saw me taking my jeans off. Her eyes were on my hard dick as I tossed my jeans off to the side. Roll over. I said as I put one knee on the side of the bed. I. She stammered but she didn't move. I chuckled as I climbed on the bed. I guess that means you want to watch. I said as I moved down to her feet. Watch. She parroted and then raised her knees. I moved forward and reached between her knees. With my hands behind her knees, I pushed up and out. Her knees parted as they rose up. When they were even with her shoulders and about as wide, she let out a soft yell as she realized where I was going. My first lick was from her tailbone to her clit. She came unglued as my tongue swept over her anus. When it dipped into her vagina, she tried to straighten out her legs but that didn't slow me down. My tongue on her clit had her yelling and trying to sit up. My tongue lashing her clit just kept her right on coming. I was laying on my side with my head on my hand as I watched Betty's face. Her eyes were shut and her mouth was wide as she breathed deeply and raggedly. Her hands were by her sides and her knees were still raised but spread wide. Her breasts were rising and falling with each breath. She let out a soft groan as her eyes fluttered open. She glanced sideways at me and then up at the mirrors. Her knees snapped closed, and she groaned louder. How did you like your first lick? I asked softly. Her eyes jumped to my face as a bright blush covered her upper chest, neck, and face. I... She stammered between breaths and groaned again. Want another one? I asked with a big grin. She nodded her head and then shook it. A moment later... She groaned and nodded her head again. I, I need to find the top of my head, she whispered as her breath became more regular. You were on a hair trigger, I said softly. Too much porn, too many wide open windows, too many mirrors, she whispered. And then you added a hot, wet tongue to the mix where a tongue had never been. I'll leave your clit out of the next few licks, I said and she groaned softly. My, my, my. 
she said and then let what she was going to say die out. I was going to concentrate just on your ass but you didn't roll over. I told her. She groaned softly and blushed. You, you wouldn't, she whispered. Sitting up, I grinned and said, Oh yes, I would. Now roll over and get that gorgeous ass up in the air. Ah, she stammered but she was rolling over as she did. With her laying flat on her belly, I moved down toward her feet and straddled them. With a hand on each hip, I lifted her ass up. When she came up on her hands and knees, I reached up and pushed down between her shoulder blades. Head and chest on the bed, I said, and she lowered her upper body. I worked her knees out to either side and then planted a kiss and a lick on each as cheek. Just relax, this won't hurt one bit, I promise, I said as I caressed and massaged her ass cheeks. She made a soft whimpering moaning sound and then gave a jerk as I used my thumbs to pull her ass cheeks apart. A puff of air on her asshole made her gasp and jerk. I gave her a few light licks right at the top of her ass crack. She made a soft whimpering sound as her ass moved from side to side. As I moved the licks lower, the whimpering got louder. When the tip of my tongue brushed the tight ring of her anus, she gasped loudly and gave a jerk. I planted kisses and licks on her ass checks as she calmed down. My next lick was with my whole tongue across her anus. There was no jerk but there was a loud groan. Lick, groan, lick, groan, lick, groan. This went on for a while. When I quit licking, her ass wiggled as though it was looking for my tongue. The tip of my tongue probing her anus made her gasp and jerk. As I continued to probe, her ass jerked more and was accompanied by a soft groaning moan. My tongue wasn't making much headway on entering her asshole, but she was enjoying it completely. When I moved down and licked her vagina opening, she shivered and groaned deeply. I went back to her asshole and she moaned softly. I moved back and forth between her asshole and vagina. When I figured she was relaxed enough, I stabbed my tongue against her asshole. It entered her a short ways and she came unglued. Her ass was jerking and bucking against my tongue, which was going deeper and deeper as she came long and hard. I had a big grin on my face as I moved up beside Betty and pulled her over on her side. I cuddled up behind her with my dick pressed between the cheeks of her ass. Her hips would wiggle from side to side and my dick settled deeper between her cheeks. I put my arm over her waist and cupped a breast in my hand. She was asleep in a few minutes. I wasn't far behind. I woke up in bed alone. I rolled over on my back and smiled up at the mirrors in the overhead. Movement out the corner of my eye had me looking at the bathroom door. Betty was standing there looking at me with a smile on her face. I had to clean things up. You had me quite messy, she said softly. Well damn, now I have to start all over, I said as I patted the bed next to me. Her eyes grew wide and her mouth moved but no sound came out. Finally, she asked, You're joking, right? I never joke about orgasms, I said with a wink. She came forward to stand next to the bed. With a big shiver, she said, I've already had more orgasms today than I had in several months even back in my younger days. Sounds like a personal problem, I said jokingly. Betty sighed and sat down on the side of the bed. She turned and looked at me for a moment and then laid back with her head on my hip. He was the only personnel I had. That was a joke, by the way, I said softly. A joke to you but reality for me, 
she whispered. And what is your record for orgasms in a day? I asked. She looked at me hard. I, uh, don't know. Usually one. I think there was once back on our honeymoon where there was three in twenty-four hours. My wife's record was like thirteen major one and an uncountable number of little one in a day. That was just with the two of us. Had another lady and that number could almost double. Betty groaned and shook her head. She was a better woman than me. The three I've already had almost killed me. I laughed and sat up. Not even close. I looked at the clock on the far wall. We missed lunch, it seems. Betty looked in the direction I was looking and moaned softly. It can't be three o'clock. I chuckled and said, Time flies when you're having fun. Betty shivered and grinned. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself, believe me. I've thoroughly enjoyed you also. With a blush, Betty whispered, I have kind of left you out, haven't I? I've left myself out since I've been the instigator so far. I replied with a wink. Where were you thirty years ago? Betty asked with a groan. Right here and married to a wonderful lady. I replied with a wink. A very lucky lady, it seems. Betty said and sat up. She pushed at me to lay down as she moved over to straddle my shins. Just lay back and relax while I see if I remember how to do this. With that said, she licked my shaft from my balls to the head. As she continued to lick my shaft, I asked, Did your husband enjoy getting a blowjob? She paused and looked up at my face. Most of the time, but it was his way as he tried to stuff the whole thing down my throat. Not that there was a whole lot to stuff. An anal control freak. I said and then moaned softly as she sucked the head into her mouth and swirled her tongue over and around it. She made soft whimpering sounds as she continued to lick and suck just the head. She was taking her time it seemed and I wasn't complaining in the least. She was slowly working more and more of me into her mouth. Her tongue was fluttering everywhere. I had a feeling this was the first time she had ever been completely in control. The head of my dick bumped against the back of her throat and she jerked her head up until I came out of her mouth. Looking at her own hand around the base of my dick, she groaned and looked up at me. There is a lot left. She whispered. I chuckled as I nodded. Work with what you can handle and don't worry about the extra. With a loud groan, she swallowed me to her hand and came up quickly again. After that, her head was bobbing up and down as her tongue went wild. Now it was my turn to groan. The head was touching the back of her throat at the bottom of each bob. Between the suction, her tongue, and the teasing way the head was touching her throat, my orgasm was on the rise. It wasn't long before I said, You're going to get shot if you keep doing that. With a loud moan, she sped up and sucked harder. Suddenly she stopped bobbing her head and concentrated her tongue on just the head and flange under it. I went off with long hard spurts. She let out a yell and sucked even harder as her hips bounced up and down between my legs. My eyes opened and I looked down at Betty. Her head was on my hip and the head of my dick was still in her mouth. She was sucking on it rhythmically like a pacifier. I smiled at that and sighed. That sound seemed to draw her eyes upward to my face. She smiled around the head of my dick and kept right on nursing on it. You seem to enjoy doing that as much as I did, I said still smiling. She nodded her head and shivered as she moved her head back and let go of the head of my dick. 
I, I came when you did. She whispered with a light blush. Good, I replied. She made a giggly sound and said, I've never done that before. You never had complete control before. I told her. I, uh, also swallowed. That is something else I've never done before. The orgasm had you distracted, I said. She shook her head and said, I actually came even harder when I did. First time seemed to have that effect. This has been an afternoon of firsts across the board, she replied and then sighed. My writing will never be the same now that I actually know what I'm writing about. Remember to get two towels, I suggested. One for you to sit on while writing and the other for your editor to sit on while she is reading. Betty laughed and shook her head wildly. When she calmed down, she grinned at me and said, You know you're creating a monster, right? I'll take my chances, I replied with a wink. With the fire built back up, I was in the kitchen smother frying a couple of deer steaks, while I whipped up instant mashed potatoes and heated up green beans. Betty sat at the counter with a glass of blackberry wine and watched. When I started plating things up, she came into the kitchen to help and to carry things to the dining table. I carried the silverware over and opened the drapes on the big window next to the table. Betty was seated facing the window, being naked in front of it, and knowing there was no reflective coating on the outside had her squirming in her towel-covered chair. I sat down at the head of the table and smiled at her. Have you ever ate a meal nude with someone else around? Uh, not since room service on my honeymoon, she replied. That is way too long, I said with a wink. Her eyes wandered from her meal to me and then to the backyard as we ate. Finally, she said, You're right, the deer steaks are tender and tastes a lot like beef. I chuckled and nodded. Too bad it isn't summer so we could eat out on the sun deck. Betty groaned softly. I'm sitting in a puddle as it is. Out there, I'd be coming like crazy. And the problem would be? I asked. She laughed and shook her head as she replied. My steak would get cold. But my dessert would be quite juicy. I said with a wink. It is right now. She confessed. Good. I said with a wink. She groaned softly as she finished chewing a mouthful of green beans. When she swallowed, she asked. And where are you planning on having this dessert? I was thinking about right here on the table. I replied. You wouldn't dare. She said sharply and then shivered hard. Yes, you would, wouldn't you? Where else would I eat my dessert? I've, uh, never been dessert before, so... She let the sentence hang. So let's eat up so I can clean up the kitchen. You cook so I get to clean up, she said quickly. I have a dishwasher. I said with a chuckle. You do? I usually wash them myself as I use them, but... With a shy smile, she asked. What if I'm out of the mood by the time I finish with the kitchen? Then I get four straps out of the bedroom closet and see if I can get you back in the mood. I told her. Her eyes jumped from me to the window and back again several times. I, uh, I... She stammered and scooped up a fork full of mashed potatoes and put them in her mouth. I chuckled as I went back to eating myself. Sitting at the table watching Betty moving around the kitchen as she cleaned up made me smile. She was a very nice-looking woman after all. She had the dishes in the dishwasher and was wiping down the stove and counters. 
When she finished, she took a deep breath and walked over to the end of the counter. How is your mood? I asked. Interesting and curious, she replied. Anticipation is a strange mistress, I said with a wink. She wiggled her hips from side to side and whispered. More like a horny bitch. Same thing, I said with a grin as I moved my chair back and patted the table in front of me. Betty shook her head but she moved over to stand between me and the table. I, she stammered as she sat down on the edge of the table. My hands on her waist helped her get up and seated on the edge. Her eyes were wide as I lifted her legs and placed her feet on the arms of my chair. Now lay back and relax while I see if the dessert is ready. Her eyes went to the window as she laid back. My hands pushing her knees apart made her eyes jump to me. Beautiful, just beautiful, I said and licked my lips. Betty moaned deeply and then let out a soft yell as I licked one inner thigh and then the other. Her knees moved wider and my tongue moved lower to lick and tease her outer lip and mound. Her hips rocked and flexed as I did. I raised my head and looked at her face. Her eyes were closed and her mouth was open slightly. Her hands were on her breasts. Dessert smells good and it keeps moving around like it wants to be eaten. Her eyes popped open and she whispered, Please! Please what? I asked to see if there were buttons to push. She groaned loudly and said, Please eat me. When I did a face plant in her sex, she let out a yell and raised her feet to rest them on my upper back, her knees going even wider. Licking her slit and the entrance to her vagina had her hips rising and flexing slowly. When I sucked on her inner lips and lightly chewed on them, she gasped loudly. My hands ended up under her ass. I raised her hips higher and stabbed my tongue deep into her vagina. She let out a louder yell and flexed her hips wildly. The tip of my tongue rubbed back and forth over her G-spot, and she gasped loudly. She was partially sitting up with a double handful of my hair. A moment later, she was coming long and hard as I continued to lick her G-spot. As her orgasm tapered off, she pushed at my head. I moved it back and then attacked her clit. She went up in flames again. She was totally out of it as I picked her up and carried her into the bedroom. I placed her on the bed and covered her up. I turned on one of the red headboard lights and smiled as I headed for the living room. I sat down in my recliner with a glass of wine after I built the fire back up. My mind was running over the highlights of the day. Betty starred in all of them. I was wondering how she would like living in the country as I dozed off for a nap. A warm body climbing in the chair with me made my eyes pop open. Betty was as naked as I was as she sat down astraddle my thighs and leaned over to kiss me lightly on the lips. When she broke the kiss, she smiled and said, You certainly know how to knock a lady out without using a club. Her kiss along with her nipples and breasts rubbing on my chest had my dick rock hard. I have been known to use a club ever so often. Betty leaned back and looked down between us. With a soft whimper, she tried to move her knees forward but the angle of the chair stopped her. She made a soft growling sound and said, Move your big ass down so I can get what I want. I chuckled as I wiggled down in the chair. Don't threaten me, I might enjoy it. Her hot slippery slit rubbing up and down the length of my dick made me groan. After a few minutes, she was breathing hard. Suddenly she rose up on her knees, picked up my dick, rubbed the head around and over her hot opening 
and then sat down hard. She let out a yell as I entered her hot tightness. I let out a groan of my own. I could feel her inner muscles clamping down and releasing my dick as she slipped lower and lower. When her ass checks reached my hips, she froze with a gasp. She was now completely impaled on my dick. I. She stammered and then wiggled her hips from side to side. I could feel her along the whole length of my dick and she groaned softly. I can't believe I swallowed the whole thing. And a beautiful job it was, I said in reply. She lifted her hips a few inches and sat back down slowly. This, this isn't going to last long, she whispered as she raised her hips a little higher. As she sat back down, I asked, For you or for me? Yes, she said with a hiss in her voice as she slowly fucked herself with increasing length slow strokes. She lasted longer than I expected, which made me happy. Her insides were like a hot tight velvet glove stroking my shaft along it entire length. I couldn't remember feeling anything like it before but it wasn't long before my hips were jumping up to welcome her home. My hips slapping her ass sped her up and it wasn't long before I could feel a warm liquid feeling around the head of my dick that was flowing down along the shaft. A few strokes later, I added to that flow as my orgasm washed over me. I woke up as Betty pushed on my shoulders and then my chest as she sat up. I opened my eyes to see her smiling down at me. You make a good bed. Flexing the muscles in my ass cheeks, I felt my semi-soft dick move inside her. She whimpered and said, You're going to make a mess if you don't watch out. Why do you think I put the towel on the seat of this chair? Not to mention the leather is cold when I'm naked, I said with a wink. She cocked her head to the side and gave me a funny look. After a few moments she sighed and shook her head. I was trying to remember if that towel was on this chair earlier or if you had this all planned out. I chuckled as I said, It looked like you were the one with the plan. She laughed and said, Could have been. How does a shower sound? I asked as I reached down and lowered the foot support on the chair. There is going to be a big mess when I get up. Betty said as she wiggled her hips. There was a squishing sound coming from our connection. I sat up and said, Put your arms around my neck. She gave me a funny look but did as I said. I scooted forward and said, When I stand up, wrap your legs around me tightly. But, she started to say and then gasped as I stood up with one of her ass cheeks in each hand. Her legs shot out and wrapped around my hips. I walked out of the living room, across the kitchen and down the short hall to the bedroom. As I crossed the bedroom to the bathroom door, Betty moaned loudly. You, you're getting harder. And? I asked as I entered the bathroom. I paused there so she could turn on the lights. I took two steps forward and let go of one of her ass cheeks so I could open the shower door. We went inside and Betty shut the door. I turned and put her back against the tile wall as I used one hand to turn the shower on. As her back touched the wall, Betty gasped and said, Cold. A moment later, I had the water temperature adjusted. I grabbed her ass check and spun us around so the shower was spraying between us. Betty groaned as she wiggled her hips. I used my hands to lift her up and then lowered her back down. She let out a gasp and moaned as she said, What a ride. I've never been carried before except over a threshold but this is a whole different thing. I lifted and lowered her again, only this time I lifted her higher. I moved sideways and then turned to get her back wet and warmed up.
I turned again and she was in the corner of this shower and getting fucked with long slow strokes as I raised and lowered her hips. Her back was sliding up and down against the tile. It wasn't long before she was breathing hard and so was I. A few more strokes and she let out and yell as her hips jerked and bucked against mine. Somehow we ended up with me sitting on the shower bench with her still straddling my hips. She had her head against my chest, resting as her breathing returned to a more normal state. With a sigh, she sat up and looked around at the shower head. There was no water coming out. Ah, uh, who shut the shower off? She asked as she looked around at me. I have no idea, I said with a grin. I was busy. She made a giggly laughing sound and shook her head wildly. I have no idea either. Her eyes went to the dark window. She looked at me and whimpered. Until now, I hadn't even thought about the window or who might be looking in. And what would they have seen if they were looking in? I asked to push a button or two. She grinned and said, They would have seen us fucking like mad people. I nodded and asked, Do you think you could live out here in the wilds? Her eyes got big as she replied. I think I could but. With a smile I said, Yeah, we need time for the lust to wear off. Slowly, she got to her feet and backed up. She looked down at my very messy dick and shivered as she went to her knees. She leaned over close to my soft dick and groaned softly. I think that might take a long time. She whispered as she leaned closer and licked my shaft and the head. She moved back slightly as she smacked her lips. We taste good together. The next thing I knew, she had slurped up my whole dick. She made a loud whimpering, moaning, groaning sound as her hips jerked back and forth slowly. Are you coming? I asked in disbelief. She nodded her head as she kept right on sucking and tonguing my whole dick. By the time she let go of my dick it was too much to keep all of it in her mouth. She rested her head on my thigh for a few minutes and then looked up at me. You have no idea how much trouble you're in, do you? I smiled and stood up. As I pulled her up to her feet, I said, It takes two to make trouble the right way. She laughed and said, Turn the water on so we can get clean. Tomorrow is a whole new day to get messy again and again and again. I did as I was told. I ain't no fool. The End